Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got 5 Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Marta. This is Anna. And this is Lesser. And this is You've Got Five Options. Yay. Whoa. <laughs> what did it sound what exciting the, enough? What yeah. the hell was that? Like, yay, I'm dying here. It's like, hello. <laughs> yes. Yay. Better. Better. I approve. I approve. Yes. Okay. That's us. Hello, our lovely listeners. We are back with you to discuss the challenge that was sent to us by Anna M. Which is not me. Because you are now Anna M. So <laughs> it's because yeah. I would like to just say that it's so confusing for me when Marta is addressing Anna. And then I think she's addressing me. And I'm very confused basically the, the entire time now. So, guys, we have solved the first uh, half of uh, Anna's challenge in the previous episode, and we will be solving now the second half. Yay! Yes. Well, actually, I think that we solved the whole challenge. It's just that we are giving the solution in two parts, right? Yes. (laughs) Because we solved half of the challenge. (laughs) Now we will solve the other half of the challenge. Yes. That could be an approach for the future. But guys, yes, this is actually part two. And if you would like to uh, catch up with part one, then please visit our YouTube channel, Uh, You just have to write uh, in a search box, you've got five options and you can subscribe for free. I would like to highlight this. Or you can also listen to it as a podcast. So if you are a podcast listener or would like to become a podcast listener, you can just download a podcast app and find you've got five options there. And all our radio shows are also uh, issued as podcasts which is a really cool thing. So we definitely encourage you to try this out as well. Yeah, and I don't know how much should I stress that all of this is for free, guys. Like, really. Yes, that's really. It's a gift from us to you. So take a free gift. And now I think we will also offer you the challenge description. Yes, yes, I will read it again for those who just joined in. Hello, ladies. I believe nobody can answer my problem better than the two of you. So I decided to give it a shot. I really like read this first sentence. So let's go further. The love of my life comes from another country. We just got engaged and now we need to decide where do we marry? The thing is, his family is huge. He has a lot of cousins and uncles and aunts and he constantly keeps in touch with them. On my side, the family is way smaller. He's French and I'm Polish, by the way. And here comes the problem. We think it is impossible to transport his family to Poland for the wedding because it is just a lot of people who would need accommodation. And here comes the money part. I am not sure we can support all of them. On the other hand, my Polish family would not afford completely to go anywhere else for the wedding and I don't want to allow getting married without my family being present. That being said, we totally struggle about the time and the place because we are unable to gather everyone together, not to mention international friends, which is another story. Do you have any tips on how and where to marry an international? 
So in our previous episode, we have encouraged Anna and her partner, and of course all the listeners who are in a situation of planning a wedding, to ask yourself three questions first before you select one of the five wedding models that we have prepared for marrying internationally. The three questions were, just to remind you, Why are you getting married and what do you really need that wedding for? The second one was, how would yours and your partner's perfect wedding look like? And what are yours and your partner's priorities when it comes to the wedding? And what are you able to let go of in order to keep your priorities? So basically that was to enable that decision-making process Yeah, such a good idea to answer those questions, don't you think, Anna? Yes, I actually was put on spot and I had to answer one of the questions. That's true. Yes. And uh, I think we even put Lassa on spot and he had to answer some questions because no. we like to ask questions. Yes, but Marta, for instance, asked me in the previous episode, why did I wanted to get married? Uh, that was uh, an answer I gave, I have to say. If you want to know, come back to our previous episode. Yes. And after discussing those three valuable questions, we have discussed the two groundbreaking models uh, for Anna to consider uh, when marrying internationally. Model number one, which was wedding in her country, and model number two, wedding in his country. Before you think that we are crazy to come up with such uh, lunatic ideas, you must know <laughs> that uh, we were discussing pros and cons of those models, because that's the whole thing about, right, is how you actually choose the right model for yourself. So, Anna, any comments? I just wanted to say that we are really progressive here, guys. So we know that our ideas are totally out of the box, especially those two models. But uh, the rest will be toned down for the normal people. Like, n not normal. Everyone is okay. No I'm one done. is normal. I'm dropping the mic drop. Like, okay. I hope that mic will literally drop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which mic? Yeah. Oh, which mark? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I wanted to say that even if those options or models are pretty obvious, I think it was still very worthy to look at this from the pros and cons perspective. And we also could give a little bit of an insight on how it is to be right to be from Poland. Yes. So we really hope it was useful. And now we will move on to the three models, which are model number three, two weddings, one in her country, one in his country, model number four, wedding in a neutral country, and model number five, Las Vegas style wedding. So we will start by a model, two weddings, one in her country, one in his country. And Lesa has revealed that his <laughs> sister actually selected that model. Do you know, Lesa, why she selected this one? Well, so here in Denmark, they got married at the city town hall and all my um, family on my sister's, eyes were, sister's side was present. And um, it was very important for her husband's um, mother, so her mother-in-law, that they also had a ceremony in America. Uh, they are Catholic, so it was also her mother-in-law's wish that, you know, they also held a ceremony with her husband's family. So that was actually the deciding factor there. That's one way to do it, you know. Okay, so they split the, the church ceremony and the city hall ceremony. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's actually what you did, Marta, as well. Yeah, that's what I did uh, as well. So basically here, this uh, two weddings model, it can have variants depending on like religion and uh, your visions and stuff. Because of course, if you are both like 
Catholics and really, you know, uh, wanting to have a Catholic wedding, you can't have two Catholic weddings, for example. It would not be possible to hold two Catholic weddings in two different countries. But you could split, for example, the legal part of the wedding and the church part of the wedding. You could also uh, get married only in one place and have two receptions in two different uh, countries. So it all really depends on uh, several factors. But why do we bring up this idea to you guys? It's simply because it seems it's such a difficult thing to transfer any of the families to the other country. You both seem to be close to the to your families and it seems to be a struggle to transport them around. So maybe that's a good solution for you to consider. And whether it's going to be legal and church wedding or if it's going to be wedding in one one place and two receptions. That's, of course, up to you to decide. And I must say that this idea at the beginning might sound expensive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you seem, hell, I'll have to pay for two weddings. How is that a good idea? But I wanted to say that actually, if you have your wedding budget, you simply can ensure that you are planning the wedding within that budget, no matter if it's one ceremony or two ceremonies. And as Anna mentioned, I have actually, so I got married twice uh, to my husband. I first got married in his country legally. And to make it funny, his family was not present there at all. We only had two witnesses uh, when the actual wedding, cer- you cannot call it a ceremony. I was actually, I must admit that I was tiny little bit depressed. <laughs> You were you were oh, just no. registered, right? <laughs> yeah, that was like a just a registration. And in Poland, even if it's just like a city hall wedding, it's still very nice. It's still a ceremony. You, Anna, that was your option, right? Yes. Uh, and it was still very nice. And in the Dominican Republic, no. And oh man, I was uh, slightly down, uh, I must say, at the moment of uh, like signing the papers. But we did hold a reception. That was cool. And then I was very happy to get married in Poland in church because then it felt like a real wedding. But we actually took two years apart between one and the other wedding. So first of all, the money that we spent for two weddings were smaller than many of our friends spending on one wedding because it's just about how much do you want to spend. You decide yourself and then depending on your budget, you decide if it's going to be a crazy huge party or if it's going to be a reception. Maybe it's just going to be inviting people over to have a beer in a pub or something. So you can be creative about your budget. You can be smart about your budget, but it's really, you know, looking into those opportunities, you may find out that is actually the cheapest option because then you don't have to transport people around. People, you will not have to pay the hotels and stuff for people in that option. And I think one uh, one thing that you have just mentioned, you made two years of a break between two of the ceremonies, mm-hmm. which was, I think, pretty fantastic because yeah. then you can actually, you don't have to spend the money at once. And in your case, you went, uh, of course, first for the city hall and then you waited two years for the church wedding. So I think that was a, also a very smart move. And that is also something that Anna could do. And I think you also baptize your child in, in, in like, not accidentally, 
but in the process of, of getting married. And I think it was a beautiful idea, to be honest. Yeah, it was supposed to be actually the baptism. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The wedding came along, but we uh, just wear the yeah. cool clothes and we were like, what the hell? Okay. <laughs> no, we were planning the baptism of our first child. And then some of the family members uh, from my husband, they said that they could join. So we said, oh, if they can join, then we could actually uh, plan the wedding for that time. Then they didn't come after all, but we had an awesome wedding. So <laughs> doesn't matter. Anyway, we had the pros of that situation where that we had two awesome parties. We had really cool parties. The the funny part is my husband's family is really big. So we organized only the small wedding in Dominican Republic where only like the closest family and uh, friends were invited. That was 80 people. And then we made the huge wedding in Poland where everyone was invited and we had 60 people. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that also says about the family sizes, of course. But it was Awesome. We had two awesome parties and we didn't spend a lot of money at all. Everyone was happy because everyone was able to uh, join us uh, in this wonderful event. I would say that, uh, you know, some of the cons of that situations are, you know, you don't get the families to meet. So if it's important for you that the families meet, that's uh, and that's a con in this scenario. And also, if you don't like to plan, you you have to plan two weddings. So um, you don't have to spend a lot of money, but still planning is uh, twice as much. So, But also think about it like this, like with the families, like double the family, double the potential embarrassment. You know, maybe they should not mingle, especially if it's like something with Polish and vodka. So that could be a pro. And you know what I was just thinking when you were talking about all of this? I see more and more on YouTube all those, you know, like movies when people are, for instance, proposing or even getting married and the family that cannot join because it's on the other half of the world, they are making a live stream. I know it maybe sounds like, uh, yeah, it's kind of inhuman, but I think this could be a good option. You know, you always have a camera guy on a wedding that is recording. You can really make a live stream and you can make it interactive. I saw a guy proposing to, uh, to a girl and I think some of the family, the close family, like mother, father, couldn't be there. And they really like installed the cameras. They organized everything, you know, so everyone was and everyone could comment and say things in the real time. That is also an option, you know, technology these days. It's just like going so much forward. And I think we will see that kind of solution more and more. So that's your bonus option, the digital wedding. Yeah. We should have come up with this one instead of the groundbreaking in his country, her country. No, I actually think it fits. Uh, it fits definitely to uh, as a add-on to those both options because, like, if it's in her country or his country, they could go for you know live stream of the wedding, but also for the third model. You know, it's a. For all the models, for all the, all the models, yeah. actually. That's true. It's oh. an add-on for all the models. Yeah, Bo bonus add-on. Bonus add-on. Yeah. I would also like to add that there is one uh, other pro uh, of uh, having two weddings. You actually give your international friends opportunity to join in two different places. So that's cool. If you are close with your friends and you would actually like them to be able to join, you give them two chances. Join the Polish wedding. <laughs> It's cooler. <laughs> yeah, maybe Just French saying. French friends prefer to join the French one, for example. I or think the French friends would definitely prefer to go to Poland. Okay. Well, anyway, they get two chances. Maybe they want to use both. Or that is also correct. Maybe they want to go to two places. As long as they can pay for themselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's okay. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, but anyway, now we will move on to model number four, which is wedding in the neutral country. And why would we even come up with this model since you are mentioning that you are struggling to get the families, you know, traveling to one country or the other? Well, basically, that model is good if you have two conditions. Condition number one, you don't want to favor any of the families. You don't want to put any of the families in favor. And condition number two, you want them to meet. So basically, it's a good model if two weddings is not a good idea for you. And in her his country, you can't figure it out. For example, none of you is able to give in, you know, like you are very strong about it has to be in my country and your partner is also very strong. It has to be in my country. Choosing a neutral model, a neutral country could be an idea for you and of course the strong pros are you are on equal terms so neither of you gets a better deal and uh, another strong you know pro is you don't favor any of the families and friends everyone has an equal opportunity to join your wedding but the obvious cons are you know that probably the least amount of people will be able to join such a wedding since you have mentioned that uh, they may not be able to afford it. So that's definitely a con. And of course, another con is that neither of the families uh, gets to know the other country's culture. Uh, so we were assuming like if you get your French family over to Poland, they will get to know Polish culture and cuisine and the other way around. So that would be not happening when we talk about a neutral country. But I do have some international friends who have selected that model. Yeah, I, I have to say that now when I started to think about it, most of the international couples I know that met in Denmark, because guys, we are placed in Denmark, married in Denmark. And then they maybe went afterwards to their country to have some uh, wedding in a church. Uh, but the city hall thinks I actually know couples who were living before in Denmark and then they came to Denmark to get married because it was just easier paper-wise. So it, it's like a neutral country. For instance, if I would get married again, okay, I would get married definitely again, but I, I would marry it in a country when I'm staying. I wouldn't go to Poland to marry or not necessarily you know, following the husband. I would, I think, probably just get married where I am right now. Yes, yeah, so that's one option. We don't know where you guys actually live and if you are living in a neutral country. And I know a couple of people that have chosen the neutral country, like, for example, they live in Denmark, they come from two different countries and they select even another country oh. simply because... They just want to do it in a cool scenery, for example. Mm -hmm. So I have some friends that they have, uh, they got married, for example, on Bali. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they invited the friends and the family. And but no one came. <laughs> no, actually, more people than they expected came. Oh, that's a yeah. bummer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and actually, you know, it depends on you. I have friends who have tried it and they were surprised that more people than they were counting on have been happy to go. Okay, because that's a miscalculation on the couple's side, I guess. No, I mean, this was a positive surprise. Yeah. They mm. wanted the people to come, but they were thinking people will not prioritize spending their money in this way, mm -hmm. but they actually did. So that is a valid uh, model to consider. And that may be something that works for you, depending on your vision and your priorities. And uh, 
then we have the last model, the Las Vegas style model. If you sit down, guys, and you are like, one of you needs to get married in France, the other one needs to get married in Poland. All the families, they have their expectations and they want a lot of stuff uh, from you. And you are like, okay, at the end of the day, all this logistics, all that stress, all the pressure, all the expectations, we just screw them all. And we are just taking under consideration that the most important thing for us is actually to be there for each other and to get married to each other. And we just want to leave all that noise and chaos behind. And we are just going somewhere to get married. Yeah, I think that's a super awesome option, you know, like eloping, just like taking a decision, going somewhere like sometimes I, I've heard stories that people didn't even had witnesses like their friends. They took random people who were just, you know, somewhere. Okay, yeah. And sometimes it builds the best memories because then it's really about you and the yeah. other person, right? And I think that this is the most important thing when you are getting married, that it is about you and your future husband or yeah. your future wife. And we tend to forget about it. And we are trying to satisfy everyone else and everyone else's expectations instead of thinking this is our day. You know, I know so many brides that are so stressed. They are actually on the brink of a nervous breakdown when they are getting married. Guys are also many times like, I, I cannot stand this, you know, planning of the wedding anymore. When will it stop? You are losing the whole purpose of why you are doing this in the first place. So if you are in a stressful, very stressful situation, because Anna, we cannot read how stressful it is at this point. But if it becomes too stressful, then I think eloping would be a, a really great uh, idea. Yeah, we, it should have been the eloping wedding instead of Las Vegas style, because of course, it doesn't have to be in Las Vegas. Yeah, it could be anywhere in the but world. But I think Las Vegas is almost like equivalent of eloping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. But anyway, there are strong pros uh, to that model. Well, first of all, uh, what Anna has already mentioned, then you really get to concentrate on the two of you and your love and your moment and uh, your day. And actually, that option is probably the cheapest one, because you just have to pay for the two of you, wherever you would like uh, your Las Vegas to be. If it is a city hall in Denmark, and you live in Denmark, that could be a really cheap uh, version of eloping. But that's, you know, something to take under consideration. And uh, you don't have to deal with anybody's expectations. Exactly. And imagine, Marta, if Anna and her fiancé, they have a budget for a wedding, and then they decide to elope and take the budget with them and spend on the <laughs> most crazy, fantastic, like vacation, you know, just elope, have a awesome ceremony, like to take the best friends, you know, just to be their yeah. witnesses. And then just like, woohoo, I think that I think that model will become more and more popular in the future. And uh, of course, we do have to mention that there are some disadvantages. Uh, and uh, well, one of them is that you don't get to celebrate that day with your friends and family. And it seems from your description that it is important for you. Of course, we take under consideration that as you answer the questions and you set your reasons and priorities and visions straight, it could come that the family will actually drop down on the list of priorities. We don't know that, but it seems like it's a big point for you. So that's, of course, uh, a con. And another is that you, of course, risk having some of those family members feeling offended. 
So if it was very important for your mom or grandma or aunt that you're close with to be there with you and uh, you have robbed them from that opportunity, they may feel offended. Yeah, then you should definitely make a live stream <laughs> from, from <laughs> eloped location. Yeah. <laughs> like, mom, I'm sorry, but you can still see me, right? <laughs> I think it would be, uh, it, w it could be uh, something that could help with the offended family mm. members. But you know, uh, Marta, uh, how would you try to find the, the balance, you know, or where is the boundary here? Because actually we come from a culture when it is a big deal to have, you know, your family members present. But I also think that sometimes it is easily, you know, getting pushed too much. And then, uh, you know, the, the groom and the bride feel too pressured to invite people. Like sometimes you have to invite like fifth cousin because mm -hmm. five years ago I was invited on his sister's wedding. And, you know, this is, you know, you exchange the invitations. How to find that boundary where you should take into consideration expectations of your family and when you should say okay that's enough i this this is this is my day and if i want to be alone with my uh, husband mm. i'm alone well you know i have to say that this is such an individual thing mm -hmm. well there is something like your resilience and your assertiveness so i must say that for example we organized two weddings no one pressured us to do anything we just wanted it to happen and it's about this is our vision. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is what we want. And uh, we would be like, uh, of course, the way it happened in uh, my husband's family, it was actually his family organized a reception for us. And that was awesome for me. That was yeah. so nice. But it was our idea that we are getting married first in Dominican Republic, then we are doing that in Poland. And we would not change our visions, because people pressure us and we came straight with it. But we welcomed people wanting to organize a reception for us. And it was beautiful. It was wonderful. We had a, a wedding reception on a rooftop of a family house with 80 people. They organized everything for us because it was important for them, apparently. We had a live music uh, band playing, you know, uh, on our wedding. It was beautiful. It's something about what you really want, how you come up about it, because some people are able to say, hey, it's my wedding. I want to do it my way. And some people are not. They will be getting influenced by the family's expectations and so on. So it has something to do with the way you approach it. It's always your choice. It's always your decision how you're going to approach it. And that uh, is good news. I think you, you said something that for me is the key. That, that is the answer. Actually, it's your decision, you and your husband decision. And sometimes I have a feeling that people that are planning to get married, it's a husband versus wife, her family behind her, his family behind him pulling into two different directions, trying to negotiate instead of you have to actually switch your mindset into the fact that you will be a family now. Actually, it's you, the two of you, the two of you. And not uh, me and my mom and my aunt and my uh, uncle and you and your cousin and this. It's not this. It's actually the, the, the dynamics right now is it's me and you. We are together. We are the family. We are deciding. And the rest of the people, you know, should like uh, accept what we are doing. So from the mindset of, you know, negotiation between the both of you, you should actually see yourself as a unit. And maybe that is uh, that is one of the keys. 
that's for sure one of the keys. And we have mentioned that this is also a great opportunity to test yourself as that unit, as that team. But what I wanted to say to sum up is there is nothing right or wrong. There is absolutely no model that is better than the other. It's really about what you want and you can actually find your own solution within that. So it could be that you don't want to deal with all the expectations and you just elope and get married somewhere. And then you decide to have uh, some reception either in both countries or in one country where you invite the people to celebrate together with you. But you have already done it for yourself. You have concentrated on the two of you and so on. So there is no one solution fits all. You can definitely find the right one and the best one for you. So we encourage you to answer those three questions. We encourage you to be a unit a team that is in it together. And we are sure that you will be able to find the right solution for you. Which is obviously eloping to Poland. Eloping to Poland. That's uh, that's a tricky one. No, I was just trying to think like from all the things we said, eloping to Poland it sounds quite, quite nice. You know, eloping, no one else, just us in Poland because it's so awesome. So dear Anna and dear listeners, if against all odds, you still have not selected the model for you, you do have some additional help in a form of an article at uh, www.the5options.com. We have a nice tool for you how to prioritize the options for yourself to help ease that decision-making process. So definitely go check our article and we wish you all the luck. Yes. Bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options show, where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks. <laughs>